Hey guys, Pastor Jürgen here. I'm so glad you're tuning into one of our powerful messages that is guaranteed to absolutely elevate your life to another level. At Awaken, we only want to preach fresh, real, powerful to help you grow stronger in your walk with God, develop your faith so you can take more territory. I'm praying that God blesses you and enriches your soul as you listen to this amazing word from God. God bless you. You know, God's kingdom works different than a lot of things in the world. One of the things that God talks about is that you know, the world would tell you, you praise when something good happens. Like you pray, a touchdown, woo! But God says your praise precedes your breakthrough. See, and God's want, what he wants to do is build, the Bible calls believers living stones. Living stones. The Bible also says that if we don't praise him, then the rocks are gonna start praising him. And with all these mountains around, that would be pretty trippy if that happens here. So let's not let the rocks freak everyone out. But the Bible calls you living stones. Here's the deal. When Jesus is in your life, there should be life and life abundantly. There should be laughter. There should be clapping. There should be cheering. There should be tears of joy. Life, we're not dead stones. We're alive stones. But here's the deal. There's another part of you that God wants to build. And it's called the faith man, the faith woman, the faith person, the person of faith. And faith, let me simplify this in something my five and six, or six and seven year old boys could understand. I have boys, so a lot of my analogies go back to superheroes, but there's a superhero called the Hulk. And if you know anything about the superhero, the Hulk, is he's, he's contaminated with things called gamma rays. And when he gets agitated or irritated or angry or something comes against him, those gamma rays begin to vibrate and shake and he gets super strength. The crazy thing with the Hulk as a character is the more he's agitated, the stronger he gets. And that's what God's trying to build in his church. Because the devil, once you understand, that, like that song says, the greater the pain, the higher the cost, whatever it is, the devil has no options then. He goes, I don't know what to do. comes mess with you, turn that praise on. He runs. He's like, oh, darn it. Tonight you're going to, or today, this morning, whatever it is, it's afternoon. This is my third service. You're going to hear some testimonies from three people. Now listen, what you don't want to do is check out right now. Because the Bible says we overcome by the power of the blood and the word of the testimony. And so as these people release their testimonies of how God has done transformative work, know that you can lean in and you can get the golden nuggets and you can say, you know what? God, sign me up for that. Sign me up for that. These messages are unbelievable. So I'm going to introduce our three speakers now so we don't have to come up in between everybody. But we're going to hear first from the amazing, very prophetic, huge heart for people, leads in our junior high ministry, Caden is going to speak. 
And then you're gonna hear from one of our fiercest lionesses. Her, her and her sister have been dubbed the Daughters of Thunder, okay? But she loves fierce and she's anointed to bring healing to your heart. So you're gonna hear from the amazing Sandra. We have a slogan at Awaken, fresh, real, powerful. And you're gonna hear from an amazing young man in Rainey who is fresh, he's real, and he's powerful. The evangelist Rainey's gonna share. So will you guys help me welcome our first Awaken You student, the one and only Caden. say God has greatness for you. Turn to your other neighbor and say, we can do it. Okay, we can do it. Oh, it is just so good to be up here. I mean, just even looking back at my past for this story, I'm just like, whoo, I am undeserving to be up here, God, but thank you. Uh, right now, I'd like to honor uh, Pastors Matt and Loren. You guys are just phenomenal, healthy leaders. And what God was really showing me is you guys just break all complacency over people. Like, you guys have been anointed for that, and that is why you guys are here. You just break complacency. That you will not settle for anything less than kingdom in, all our, in our lives. So thank you. <laughs> Pastor Scott and Pastor Jenny, I don't know where they are, but I'd like to honor them because they are amazing and are constantly breathing life into me. And just one of my biggest supporters. Um, also, I want to honor Pastor Alex. I know, I know. But literally for Christmas, I'm going to get you a cheerleader's outfit because you have been one of my best and favorite cheerleaders, constantly breathing life into me. So I do not take it for granted. It is not unnoticed, okay? Thank you. Thank you. Um, so I'm just going to jump right into it, pull up Pastor Jenny, just start going off on my testimony. Um, so from ages 13 to 19, I was just in rebellion. I was... I only secondhand knew God, and I just knew a God of judgment. I knew a God of kind of just religious, religious, religiosity. And it was just, I was like, I don't want anything to do with that. Um, and slowly as the years went by, I started getting into drugs, partying, getting drunk, girls, whatever, you know. Anything in the world to satisfy me, to fill me, I was doing it, you know. And uh, slowly but surely, I was like, kind of looked in the mirror and didn't recognize who I was, that every time I looked in the mirror, I thought of, like, who I was as a kid, and I'm like, I have changed radically and not for the best, that I'm leading other, like, I always end up in places of leadership, and I always, I was just leading them into the bad things, you know, <laughs> I'm like, oh, let's go get high, you know, and so that alone, you know, and uh, the year when I was turning from 18 to 19, um, that identity vacuum really, really led to so much pain, so much grief, and I just, all my dreams, all my aspirations for life just went right out the window. I was just living for the next day, like, God, get me to the next day. Like, that was my one goal, like, get me to the next day, you know? And I was just trying to fill it with skiing, not in a healthy way. Pastor Vince has corrected me. He's like, skiing's good. I'm like, I know, I wasn't using it healthy, okay? It wasn't healthy, you know, drugs, whatever, and slowly but surely, you know, trying to find purpose leads me to, like, occultic things and all sorts of things, and I just, you know, further and further, just more demonic oppression, more just evil in my life, and 
finally, I'm at like my breaking point. I'm just at the point where I'm like, I don't know what to do. Like, I need a miracle. And then guess who came? <laughs> I had a wonderful encounter with Jesus Christ, and it completely saved me, turned my life. That, that day, I was like, I'm never going to be satisfied with anything of the world. That day, I quit smoking, I quit vaping, I quit everything in my life. Um, and then, you know, I was like, oh, I'm on fire for God. How do I do this? You know, what do I do? So I, I didn't really have hope for a church in Utah. So I was like, oh, I'm going to join a ministry program. I'm going to join a tech program. Already that ambition that I had as a kid started to come back and surface, you know. So I start going for it. And then about like those first 10 months, God's just showing me who he is, showing me what a loving father he is, showing me his identity and just breaking all misconceptions I had of him. And it was a beautiful, you know, like no warfare in all 10 months. And it was ridiculous. I mean, that was the rest I needed, let me tell you. Um, and then I come to Awaken and I'm like, okay, this place is dope, you know, like everyone's on fire, I like it, you know. And I like, I get word in my spirit and I'm like, okay, this is the place I'm supposed to be. Like this is the place where, you know, I'm gonna shift and change. And then Pastor Matt's like, kid in the blue beanie, you know, and starts prophesying like, you're about to see so much change in your life, you know. And I was like, all right, I commit myself to this house. Like this house is real. This house has the power of God. Um, and literally that week I go into DNA, um, start going to men's prayer and just, fully jump in. I start serving in junior high, and because this is the last service, I'll, I'll share this testimony, that when I got the paper to fill out where I wanted to serve, literally junior high gets highlighted, like visually, and I'm like, like what? And I'm like, no, God. I was like, I was a terrible junior high kid. I am not doing that. Like, I'm going to get what I deserve, you know? And I'm like, going to mark off high school, and once again, it highlights. And I'm like, Whatever, you've been faithful so far, I'll trust you, you know. So I jump in. Anyways, that was for someone. But then I see Awaken You, and once again, it's like that same junior high feeling. It's like a burden on my spirit. It's like, it's like do it, you know. Uh, I call these like Prophet Isaiah moments, you know, just like God's like dangling something like, oh, who, sh who should do this? Who should I send? And, you know, you're just like, send me, God, send me, you know. Like my spirit was like, do it, Caden, do it, you know. And I'm like, whatever, what, what's there to lose? I'm just gonna go for it. I always do, I'm a fall on my face type of person. Um, so I just go for it and it was one of the best decisions I've ever made in my life. Not that there's been too many of them, but what the best decision, you know, second to following Jesus. And instantly God just starts ministering so much to me and showing me how my confidence was broken over the years, over sports, over schooling, over girls, over every possible thing, and how that just left that vacuum for my identity to be warped. And because all of a sudden I now had a revelation of who God was, who my creator was, I started getting revelations of who I was, who God ordained me to be, you know. And with that, he was just showing me how much disqualification I had in my heart, like, like, God, I'm not the right guy for junior high. God, I'm not this guy. Like, why are you sending me, you know? I'm like, I don't deserve this. I'm not worthy of this, you know? And even just like, God, I'm not deserving to be saved. Like, you literally were like, I'm like, I literally spat on your name for like six years of my life. 
Uh, and he was just showing me and, like, ministering so much to me. And even in Awaken You, like, we did a little Bible thing, and he gave me this verse. But now thus says the Lord who created you, O Jacob, and he who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by your name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you, and through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flames scorch you. And just to set precedence, that year, at the start of that year, God, I encountered him, and he was like, this year's going to be a year of redemption for you. And that, I got that, and I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, yes, like, you are with me everywhere. Like, I should walk in confidence. It's not me doing it. You're doing it. Like, you have qualified me. I need to walk in that confidence. I need to walk in who you are, that I can do all things through Christ Jesus. You know, if you're for me, none can be against me. So I really start walking in that and I start seeing all the redemption in my life. I see myself taking back my joy, my hopes, my dreams, everything that I lost to the enemy, everything that I lost in those six years. And side note, I had this revelation like a month ago that I, right after Emerge, so like late February, early March, God's like, quit your job at Emerge. And I'm like, yes, let's do it. I hate my job, you know? Like, I'm like, I'll do it, I'll do it. I'm like, you have been faithful, you know? And uh, he also was like, hey, do a big offering. And I was like, okay. I was less enthusiastic about that one, but I still did it. And I was unemployed for six months. I mean, I had random gigs, all from the church, by the way. Like, God provided through his house, which was crazy. Um, And I just had, like, a good, like, revelation. Like, God was like, six years of your life you spent in rebellion, and six months of this year you have dedicated, you have spent solely to me. Like, no, no one else is getting your attention. No one else, job, no girl, no, nothing is getting your attention, just me. And it was beautiful. I was in tears. It was, it was so beautiful. So right now, I would just like to encourage all of you guys that God is no respecter of persons. He has redeemed me. He will redeem you. If it's your family, if it's your marriage, take it back. This is the time. Let this be a marking moment to step into the redemption, into redemption, step into all that God has for you because this is the year we take back what the enemy has stolen from us. So right now, I'd love if everyone stood up and I could pray for you guys. Father, I just thank you that you are a redeeming God, that you are a loving God, that we, that you have deemed us worthy of your love, of your redemption, Father. Right now, in Jesus' name, we declare all things that the enemy has stolen, taken back right now in Jesus' name. That relationship, that marriage, that parent relationship. God, that this is a month of thanksgiving for family, God, and we reclaim the family that has been stolen from us, Father. We reclaim the joy that has been stolen from us. We reclaim the rest and peace of mind that has been stolen from us. Father, we will not stand for anything short of your kingdom, that we know we are heirs to your kingdom, God. I thank you, God, that you have broken all complacency over our lives. In Jesus' mighty name, Amen. amen. Now, talk about redemption, talk about everything. I get the privilege and honor to bring up one of my favorite people in this whole church, okay? I just, when I started Awaken You, she was just a woman I've never talked to before. And now she's seriously a person I just treasure so much in my heart and in my life. And I just, you've shaped so much of me in Awaken You because you are constantly edifying people, constantly building people up. You're such a mom. Let's welcome up Sandra Marquez. Oh, I just love you. 
I just love you, Caden. <laughs> that's, that's so funny because all my uh, kids' friends call me mom. <laughs> so um, I just want to start off by honoring Pastor Matt and Pastor Loren. You both are just so amazing. None of this would be possible if you didn't challenge us, if you didn't speak life into us, and if you guys weren't just full vessels that just overflow. And then, um, Pastor um, Scott and Pastor Jenny, they're so amazing. They're the perfect balance of funny, anointed, and everything in between. And Pastor Alex, you are a cheerleader. You've been my cheerleader because so many times I wanted to quit, and he'd be like, you're doing a great job, doing a great job. You know, I'd be like, no, today I'm, I'm going to go up to him, and I'm going to Quit. You're doing a great job. And I'm like, I can't quit. Can't do it. <laughs> so I just honor you for that. So, and my family, my parents, I just love you both. <laughs> and all my, my nieces and nephews, I love you and my kids. They have walked this journey with me. They always kept telling me I was a great mom when I didn't feel so much like a great mom. So um, I moved here in 2018 to get a fresh start, to be closer to family, to just get a fresh start with my, with my son at first, and then my girls followed after. <laughs> and so um, in 2014, um, I had a lot of like undealt with like trauma and a lot of stuff that had, ha- you know, just had ha- happened throughout my life. But in 2014... I lost my husband of 18 years in an accident suddenly. He was a good man. He was a good daddy. He was a man after God's heart. He was a man of excellence. And so I was suddenly thrust into this whirlwind of, like, depression, a little bit of oppression, and then just questioning God's goodness over my life. So if you know anything about Oklahoma, it is the Bible Belt, and there is a heavy religious spirit there. And so you don't really talk about life, what happens. You just kind of put on a smile, and you just keep going, and you're not really allowed to, like, really deal with a lot of stuff. And so that really brought on a religious spirit on me where I was just, you know, questioning God, questioning myself, questioning everything And even to the point where I was like, did I deserve this? Did I do something wrong? Like, you know, all of that. And not really having anyone to talk to. So coming here um, to Awaken, um, I started off at the theater, you know, just kind of stepping in, just serving a little bit. And then COVID hit. And I was thrust back into isolation. Just me and my kids again. And it took me a little while to come back you know, afterwards, but I was like, I was reading my Bible, I was doing all these things, and I remember coming in here and just seeing the, the freshness, the newness, the, all of that, and I would just come in, I would sit down, I would walk out. I would come in, I would sit down, I would walk out. Um, I would hear everybody talking about, there's healing in this house. There's miracles in this house. There's power in this house. There's breakthrough in this house. Things get broken off in this house. And I would look at my life and be like, I'm not seeing it. I am not seeing it, God. 
I'm not seeing it. And then I remember I was just crying out to him and I was like, I'm tired of this. There has to be more. Everybody at this church says there's more. Where is it? And so I remember I opened up my Bible and I got this rhema word. And like a good mama that kind of, you know, exhorts and stuff. My papa exhorted me <laughs> a little. So John 5, 5 through 8 says, One man was there who had been sick for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and knew he had already been there a long time, he said to him, Do you want to get well? Sir, the sick man answered, I don't have a man to put me in the pool where the water is stirred up, but while I'm coming, someone goes down ahead of me. Get up, Jesus told him. Pick up your mat and walk. And at that moment, I really felt like God was like saying, do you want to get well, Sandra? Do you want to get well? And I was like, yes, yes, Lord, I want to get well. He's like, pick up your mat and walk. I didn't really know what picking up my mat meant. I was like, okay. <laughs> but, you know, what it meant was like, I don't have to have my life all together. I don't have to be completely healed. I don't have to clean myself off to walk into what he has for me. So I remember I just came in. I started serving. I started just showing up, just coming in, showing up, serving, coming in, showing up, serving. And then pretty soon I was like approached, hey, we're going to have you lead this service. And I was like, Okay, well, I'm, you're going to basically do the same thing. This is how they get you. You're going to basically do the same thing. And, and I said, okay, I can do that. I could just keep coming in, showing up. So I started doing that, coming in, showing up. And then pretty soon they were like, hey, so you're doing such a great job. We're going to have you lead service support. <laughs> and I was like, lead. God, I'm good. I'm like, I'm showing up. I'm already kind of overseeing a service. I'm already doing all those things, but um, I really helped, felt him say, are you going to be obedient to me? And I was like, yes. Yes, Lord, I choose to be obedient to you. So I remember I called Hillary, and I called, yeah, I'm going to take it, but I'm only being obedient. <laughs> I'm only doing it out of obedience. And she's like, that's good. That's good. <laughs> and so... I started there, and um, I started coming to women's prayer just a little at a time, a little at a time. Women's prayer is amazing. I know for me, I had been hurt by women in, in the church that I grew up, so I didn't feel I could be vulnerable with women. And so coming to women's prayer, I would, like, actually volunteer if I could watch the kids while the women prayed. But what's so wonderful about that is now I lead Cherish Connect. <laughs> And it's so amazing. There's so many wonderful women there. And I remember when, um, whenever uh, they started talking about Awaken You, and I was like, Awaken You, my heart would just be thumping and beating, thumping and beating. And I was like, I'm not doing Awaken You. That is a full year. But I couldn't, like the Holy Spirit just couldn't let me go, wouldn't let me go. And so I signed up for Awaken You, and I remember like even struggling that first day to get here. And I cried out in my car, and I'm like, okay. I'm just, I'm done. I'm going to be vulnerable. I'm going to do all this. And I remember that first day I walked in, we sat down, we had a meal, we broke bread, and I was able to just say everything that was in my heart, which allowed everybody else to do the same. We spoke life to each other. I was surrounded by people that spoke life to me, that challenged me, that encouraged me, that believed in me. 
that, and that in itself brought me so much breakthrough. And so I just want to encourage you today. If you've been coming in here for years and years like I did, pick up your mat. You are not going to regret it. Pick up your mat and walk. God has so much more for you. So much more for you. You don't have to clean it up. You don't have to pretty it up. You don't have to shine it up. We will do that here together because I'm still a work in progress. That's what's so amazing about God. We want to pretty ourselves up. We want to shine ourselves up. And he just wants us to just pick it up and follow him. So I just want to encourage you with that. And I'm just going to have you stand up. And I'm just going to declare some things because that's how we kick the enemy in the teeth. And so, Heavenly Father, I declare healing in this place. I declare power in this place. I declare purpose in this place. I declare destiny in this place. I declare your fullness upon every single person that is here. Right now, in Jesus' name, I declare that. And this is how we take a city. We take it one person at a time, one family at a time. And this is the place to do it. And then we take over this city with God's power. In Jesus' name, amen. So I'm... So I am going to welcome up a man that is authentic, one of a kind, creative. Every time I hear him, I just, I feel so humbled. He is full of wisdom. He can pierce your heart with a few words. And he's got the best kicks in the room. So Rainy, come on up. Yo, yo, what's up, guys? 12 p.m., let's go. This, this is my crowd. It's my crowd because I come to the 12 p.m. service. So, hey, you guys can sit down. Um, hey, uh, thank you, everybody, for coming by today. Um, uh, first of all, I want to start by honoring our pastors, Pat, Pastor Matt and Lorraine. You guys are legit. Legit people, you know, um, we were out there on that Mission Creek uh, this couple few days. We got back last night, and then, you know, seeing how what's going on down there and realizing that we have it so good here with our pastors, you know, they don't put us in a box. So it was, it was very eye-opening, and thank you, guys. Thank you. And Pastor Scott and Jenny, they're not here right now, but send you guys some love. You guys are legit, too. Love you guys. Um, so uh, everything that I'm about to talk to you guys right now, I personally do. Uh, I come from the business background. I love business, even though my business is art, but I'm more of a business guy, kind of my, like my guy Scott Travis here. Um, so it's like, it's like my own formula, my own recipe. Uh, and I encourage you guys, the note-takers, uh, especially, uh, you know, the people sitting in the back. I was that guy sitting in the back. I was. You know, and I was like, what am I doing here? So I encourage you guys back there, pay attention. We're dropping bombs here. Okay. All right, guys. Uh, the, the title of my message is called Master the Basics. So a lot of things in life... Um, I take a lot of the business principles and I applied it to God because I was hungry, you know, like, 
people will tell me, hey, man, do this. Your business is going to grow. Do that. Cool. But when it came to God, I couldn't figure out. Things wouldn't click in. And then slowly as I was coming to awaken, awaken you especially, uh, I sat here for three months. Literally, I never opened a book. I would just sat here, eat the food, and leave. <laughs> that was it. So, and I'm just being honest with you guys because there's somebody out here that wants to join Awaken You and you're looking at all those rules, all those things and like, man, I'm the, I can't do that. Put that aside. Just, just go. Just full send it. Okay. To start the message, I got a, a verse here for you guys. It's Matthew 6.33. But seek first his kingdom. And his righteousness. And all of the things will be given to you as well. This is very important because, like I said, guys, like I was, I was hungry. I was, like, ready to go. I was, like, six years in business, you know. I was doing okay by year six, but ah, there was more. I needed more. And, you know, this year has been all about that. So point number one. Point number one. Morning time with God. First thing you do every morning before you start your day, give it to God. You know, for me, is worship. I do this every single day, whether it's snowing, raining, I'm out in another state, whatever I, might, I, I may be doing that day, I make sure I start my day with God. For me, it's worshiping. I love worship. So I get, uh, I put my headphones on and I go with my dog for an hour and we just worship I look at nature I look at the trees I, I just get inspired I get all these downloads and and I forgot to say this before uh, on the last two services but I used to be like a podcast guy I will listen to all the podcasts read all the books and all the things that especially my business we've done this year it's been downloads from God it's like there's no podcast no book that told me hey go do this because it was it was all God so God is the best personal development. Number two. Number two. Number two. Lean in and listen. God speaks in different ways to people, dreams, thoughts, images, and through people. So I just start walking this path. Uh, you know, especially me, uh, I was like, I will hear uh, people at Awaken You that will say, well, God's speaking to me. I'm like... He ain't speaking to me, bro. Like, I don't know what's going on. Like, and I was, I was trying to seek it. Like, okay, how is he speaking to me? Like, and then as I started getting clear and I started getting aligned, because that's, that's huge, guys. You got to get aligned. If you're not aligned, a lot of this is not going to work. You have to be aligned. And don't worry about the, the mess, all the mess ups that you've done. Get aligned first. And through that, he's going to speak to you. And he will speak to you through other people. That's huge. Number three. I love this one because it's Pastor Matt. He encouraged me on this. Eat the elephant one bite at a time. It's a process. Remove the you're not worthy mindset and start by just showing up. So that's what I did when I, when I was coming here. I was just showing up. Had no clue what I was doing. Showing up. I was on my phone texting, looking at shoes, whatever. I was just here. That's it. As you start walking the path, the enemy will try to come at you in multiple ways and whisper in your ear. Just remember that that's not you anymore. You have been saved by our Savior, Jesus Christ. You have repented. So with this, it's, it's important because uh, I experienced this, and I still do. 
And the, here's the thing, guys. Like, I'm standing here with this God did t-shirt, but I'm still battling things. Every day I'm working through things, but I listen. I listen. So as you start walking this path, just remember you show up. I know there's people here that want to sign to awaken you. I want to go back to that. It's a year commitment. It's, it's a big commitment. It's a matter of fact, like huge. But the rewards that you're going to get, even if you just show up, it's priceless. Priceless. Number four. Four. It's a good one. It's probably the biggest one. Stay in community and stay plugged in. So that means go to your connect groups, start serving. And here's the thing, too. I started serving like six months after I was supposed to because I'm learning. And as I'm learning, I mean, I was like, I don't know why I have to serve. But through the process, I was like, now I get it. I, I just saw somebody, uh, he was serving over here, and he was on my DNA table like two months ago. I'm like, dude, I'm proud of you. And I, so start serving for the boys. Men's prayer, man. I know you got to wake up early. But you got to be here at 5.30 in the morning, man. Don't mess around. You got some sharks in here. Sharks in here that will pray for you. If you're going through things, that's the thing. If you're going through things, that's where I've noticed. That even a lot of things that I'm currently doing, it was prophesied through Abel right there. Like he told me I was going to do my man's mastermind. Nobody knew. And he told me, I'm like, dude, how did you know? And then that same week, we had logos, we had invitations, we had speakers lined up. It was ready to go. And he prophesied that over me. There's a lot of things that you, you, you'll see a lot of breakthroughs through the morning prayers. Just, just show up for the woman's. Same thing. Go to the woman's prayer. It's huge. And as you, you start living this life in community, just remember that, you, you know, like, be smart about it, too. You know, if, like for me, I'm a single dude, so I was seeking single Christian guys. My guy Blake here, he's been a big part. We actually just did a killer podcast last, or last week. Every single Christian guy, even if you're not single but you have a girlfriend, you, go, you need to go listen to that podcast. Because there was a lot of game on that podcast. And you can't avoid a lot of mistakes if you just learn from our mistakes. So that's another one. Business, we have... Tony Atterbury, we got Scott Travis, we got a lot of business guys in here that if you're wondering, okay, like I got a business, how do I do this, walking with God, talk to them, they'll help you out with all of that. Number five, biggest one, biggest one, be proactive, don't just pray and not back it up with actions, as you start learning the word of God in his way and start living in accordance to him, keep pushing forward so he can keep elevating you to new levels and trust you with more that's huge because you know as you start walking this path I, I, I will guarantee you he's going to give you more but you have to learn how to take care of everything that he's giving you if you don't if you don't if you can't take care of it and I'm leaving that with my employees right now like like as a matter of fact I don't know if my right hand's here but He's been coming to church with me and recently. He was like, we've talked about, like, giving him some sort of ownership in the company. And I just had a, a meeting with him before I left town for the mission crib. And I was like, dude, you know what? Let's create a, 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 a game plan. But I want you to do Awaken You before, before we even start talking about it. Because I know if you do what I'm doing, you're going to lead with your heart. And a lot of decisions that you're going to be making 
there might be questionable for the world, but I know you're going through the past that I did. So, guys, stay faithful, straight, stay good, stay blessed. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, let's give it up for our Awaken You. Wow. You guys could take a seat real quick. Since you didn't have a drink, Rainy, I'm going to toast to you. Wow. Wow. I love this panel. Because I feel like it would almost be impossible to not connect with one of these three stories. Maybe, like, no church. You're sitting here, you're like, what is happening here? I know my heart feels like this is good, but I don't understand. You know, the beautiful thing about God is religion says, clean yourself up and then you can come. But Jesus said, come and I'll make you. He doesn't want you to, as Sandra said so brilliantly, clean the mat up. You know, oh, let me scrub this up before I pick it up, Jesus. I've been sitting on it for 38 years, it's a mess. Now he says, Grab your mat. Grab, the, grab, grab you, your identity. Get up and walk with me. It's basics. See, religion complicates. Religion, under the guise of holiness, tries to put a gap between you and God. I find that the most pure and beautiful transformation is when people come jacked up. Some people come here and they're angry at God. Literally, they'll tell me like, I'm really angry at God. And God's like, I love you. I'm glad you're here. The basics is this. Jesus knew, not me, not you, not any of us, we're good enough in our own strength to be in the family of God and be a child of God because he's so holy. And so what Jesus did is he came down. It's simple. He said, listen, that sin, that mess, that chaos in your world, I'm gonna pay the price for it. And that's why for 2,000 years, the cross, which was used to be a symbol of torture and really subjugation. See, the Romans used that. It says, if you cross Rome, you suffer. And Jesus took the modern day electric chair or lethal injection, and he made it a symbol of hope because there was an exchange there where he said, Come to me with all that mess, all that sin, all that stuff you're ashamed of, all the things you've done, like Caden shared, that were against God's will. Come to me with those, and I'll make a trade. I'll put them on the cross with me. The Bible says that he that knew no sin became sin. Became sin. He became mine in your sin and died on the cross. But he doesn't stop there, he makes a trade. He takes your sin, your mess, the things you are so regretful for, and he gives you his purity. He washes you, gives you a fresh start, and then puts his covering on you that every day you're extended that same fresh start. And that is the simplicity of the gospel. And the way you make that transaction is you give. What do you give them? You. 
Bible says, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe that he died in your heart, that he died on the cross for your sins, that you're forgiven and you're adopted into the family. You'll see the first thing God does when you give your life to him is he's got to clean up your identity because he's not looking for a lackey. He's not looking for a drone. He's not looking for somebody who dresses a certain way, acts a certain way, talks a certain way. He's looking for sons and daughters. That's what he wants to make you. Too many people come in, they got religious hurt because they felt like a show pony or a whipping mule. Felt like the church used them. But here at this house, we rage against religion. We don't want to use you. We want to teach you how to be a son and a daughter. And that's a messy thing. That's why you got to have community. Because some of us had great parents. Some of us, eh. <laughs> Some of us, you know, filled in the blank. And the problem is because God's kingdom works in family, when he says, I'm your heavenly father, some of us go, oh, my dad figure was distant. My dad figure was harsh. I was a disappointment to my dad figure. My dad figure left. And so you'll, you'll, be, you'll come in and you'll think, oh, God's probably mad at me. Oh, God probably doesn't love me. Oh, he's probably not for me. He's just waiting for me to mess up. But God wants to heal that with Jesus and the Holy Spirit and get around other children of God. So you begin to realize we all are on this path of learning our identity as sons and daughters. And he's not the reflection of your earthly father. He's the perfection. He's the perfection. He'll get your identity right. And he does it really simple. Like Rainey said, show up. He calls the church his bride. You wanna learn what it's like to be in the family? What's the next step for you? Maybe you're not in community. Maybe it's time to get in a connect group. Maybe you're not serving yet. We're not trying to use you. We're trying to find the gifts God's put in you. We're trying to put people around you that love God and love his house and love people. And there's something so cool when you're like, whoa, I helped that person. And I'm a, I'm a dumpster fire, but I helped that person. Wow. Brindley, I love that. Yeah, just, just me and you, Brindley. Friends, it starts with the transaction. It's simple. I believe there's some people in here today and you resonate with one of these stories. Jesus wants to make you a son and daughter of your creator and your Lord. And we make that choice. So some of you, you might feel far from God. You came in here and you're just like, I don't, you're like Randy, like, who's these people talking to God? Where, where's it? Where, what's the text number? It's 55525. It's a joke. <laughs> We're joking. But he does. He wants to speak to you. In fact, for some of you, today's the day. He's talking to you right now, saying it's time to give me your life. You tried it on your own. I want you to give me your life. So I'm going to ask everyone to bow your head and close your eyes. This is just between you and the Lord. Don't worry about your neighbor. Don't worry about anyone sitting next to you. That's why we close our eyes and bow our, bow our head because this is a decision only you can make. God's a gentleman. He won't demand your life, but he does ask you to give it to him. 
And he doesn't want you to try to go home and, well, I'm gonna go home first and quit cussing and quit, quit drinking and quit smoking. That's not, no. He'll walk through your freedom with you. He came to Peter, a cursing fisherman. And when Peter realized who he was, he said, I'm not worthy, I'm a wicked man. He said, perfect, come with me. Follow me and I'll make you. God wants to bring you into the family and then he does his cleaning and his healing and all that. And so if you're here today and you know you're far from God, you don't have a relationship, you've never given your life fully to Jesus, I wanna give you that opportunity. So in three seconds, I'm gonna just count to three and with everyone's head bowed and eyes closed, if that's you, you're saying, God, yes, I believe and I wanna give you my life. I'm gonna have you raise your hand. Once I see in your hand, you can put it down but this is between you and God right now. So one, two, three, you're far from God. You need to give your life to God. Raise your hand real quick. Thank you, I see your hand. Thank you, I see your hand. Thank you, I see your hand. Come on, thank you, I see your hand. Thank you, I see your hand. Once I see in your hand, you can put it down. Thank you. Thank you, I see your hand. I felt this at the other service and I feel it again. I think there's somebody in here, you wanna believe this, but if you were honest, you're angry at God. You feel like he let you down. You feel like you once tried to give him everything and it went south. And right now he's saying, daughter, son, I wasn't in that, but I'm in this. And I don't mind that you're mad at me, but I want you. If that's you, just Jesus wants to specifically tell you that he loves you. And if that's you and you want to give your life to Jesus and and you don't, he'll, he'll deal with the hurt. Is that, is that that person in here? You just want to, you're wrestling with God. Thank you, I see your hand. Thank you, I see your hand. It's a holy moment. Okay, you guys can all look up at me. Can we give a hand for those people? No greater decision. Let's all stand to our feet. If you're one of those people that raised their hand, I'm gonna lead us all in a prayer. Those who are already walking with Jesus and believers, I want you to pray this out loud with them, just so you don't feel alone. So everybody's gonna pray this out loud. But if you raised your hand, I want you to say this simple prayer and I want you to say it to God, mean it from your heart. And a transaction's gonna happen. You're gonna feel all the weight of that sin and that distance from God break off of you. And you're gonna know that you're loved and you're now a son or a daughter. From there, just begin to walk this out with people in this house. So let's pray this out loud together. Dear Jesus, I think the 12 p.m. can do better than that. Dear Jesus, this afternoon, I surrender to your love and I give you my life. I believe that you died on that cross to forgive me fully and make me clean once and for all. Today I am forgiven. Today I start to heal. Today I belong to you. And every day forward, I'm a child of God. Forgive me of my sins. I leave that life behind me. And I want to begin to follow you.
Be my King, be my Lord. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. In your name I pray, amen, amen. Wow, what an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen, for more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.